Joining me now is Dr. Carrie Castile, the newly appointed Senior Vice Chancellor, Senior Vice President for the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture. Dr. Castile, uh, thanks for being with us, and uh, congratulations on this appointment. Thank you so much. So glad to be here and, and really looking forward to getting started. So, tell me about this. Uh, obviously, a progression of yours through this industry that we call agriculture is something dear to you. You've been a part of it for many, many years. But give us a, a little background of who Dr. Kerry Castillo is and how you got to this point. Yep. So, so for me, um, it's it's really a great opportunity for for me to to reestablish what I feel is so very important to me, which is, is that connection back to the land-grant university. So I started my career actually um, at the LSU Ag Center and being able to be part of the Louisiana Cooperative Extension Service, part of the Ag and Natural Resources efforts there, and being able to work uh, within also the southern region. And Tennessee was actually one of the states that we partnered with to look at things like improving um, water quality through agriculture and making sure that our farmers had the opportunity to be profitable, but also to be part of an effort that could continue through environmental stewardship and working to make sure that they were part of the, 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 the land management opportunities and environmental ma management opportunities um, throughout agriculture, which which is what I started with. So, uh, go ahead. No, no, yeah, obviously being a part of us and, and growing up in a small rural community and close to agriculture obviously influenced you at an early age as well, even before you got to the, the land-grant system, so to speak. It absolutely did, actually. The first time that I stepped on the land-grant campus, I was showing livestock. Um, so I, I showed sheep at the time and uh, had a great county agent by the name of Mr. Robert Reshore. And he, he introduced me to um, the opportunities within 4-H and really looked at how to lead and what the importance of citizenship looked like, but also making sure that positive youth development and service learning was part of, of my, my, um, my schooling. So that was the first time I ever stepped on, on the land-grant campus, and I knew once I was there that I didn't want to leave. And so, so that was at Louisiana State University. Actually, um, Mr. Richard was, was the person that helped me secure my first position um, at LSU Ag Center. He became a specialist, and he asked me if I wanted to uh, come on campus and, and, and start a career there. And uh, I took it, and no regrets. It was it was one of the best opportunities for me. Uh, I had an opportunity to also work with some other county agents um, throughout the state and uh, and knew that, that extension and the land grant university was was really my home. And obviously that your degree in environmental studies, right, uh, to begin with, I mean, this is at a time when, I mean, it's obviously on the, it's, uh, we hear a lot about the environment these days and, uh, and, and, and specifically, you know, how agriculture uh, impacts the environment. But, but you were studying this and looking at this 
back at a time when when there wasn't a lot of information or a lot of emphasis placed on you know where we are in today's society. So I think that has obviously helped prepare you. I mean, you you were preparing yourself uh, for this position, right? I guess uh, is what I'm trying to say. No, absolutely. And I think the goal there was to be able to look at the positive impact of agriculture that agriculture has on the environment, and particularly working lands, uh, working lands conservation, making sure that, again, our farmers can remain competitive, um, but also um, really looking at the opportunities to be able to um, improve environmental um, environmental quality, but also, again, making sure that, that they have that connection to the land and continue to do what they do best. So at the time, um, there was a um, the Clean Water Act was kind of ramping up a, an effort called Total Maximum Daily Loads, and um, the focus was on around point source, but also a consideration for potentially non-point source um, which which agriculture would have been considered for. And our goal was to make sure that um, agriculture had a seat at the table with our partners through American Farm Bureau, um, through, through the land-grant universities, and to make sure that our stakeholder organizations had a seat at the table, could represent agriculture, and to make sure that we could, could be represented in, in a fashion in which we could emphasize the practices that we were already implementing in the ground. So um, lots of great work there, something that we're very, very proud of, but something that really was successful due to the importance of partnerships like with Farm Bureau. And, and and so you continued your studies and, and got even further degrees, right? Uh, tell us about your progression through the industry there. I did. So I had an opportunity to, to get my Ph.D. And again at LSU and really looking at um, what are those factors that really contribute to producers implementing death management practices. And what we found, that that connection to the land, that love of the land, a lot of family farms making sure that they want to leave um, the farm for, for future generations, but also in a better place. Um, what were those factors that contributed to implementing these practices? So it was a tremendous uh, opportunity for me and an experience for me not only to work with our farmers and our ranchers, but our forest landowners as well. And uh, to be able to see and to be able to demonstrate what they were doing and how we can amplify the work that they're doing on the ground. So, and obviously, you, you became involved with at USDA, right? Uh, so, so, I mean, uh, your you know your resume just speaks for itself in terms of how you progressed through the different areas of uh, how important agriculture is and how it affects all Tennesseans, all Americans. Uh, something that uh, you, you've just been committed to. It, it, it really has, and actually prior to that, you know, I had an opportunity to serve as the Associate Commissioner of Agriculture in Louisiana, and actually had an opportunity to work with the Tennessee Department of Agriculture as well, and uh, through partnerships, and, and that there really taught me an opportunity to learn about the regulatory structure within the state, and be able to 
I think, show what role the State Department of Agriculture has as a, has as a partner in, in working directly with our agricultural producers. We always um, use the phrase, you know, you need to educate before you regulate. And that was something that we wanted to make sure that our producers were very well aware that we were there to be able to support them in every way and making sure that public health and safety is, is a priority but making sure that there's opportunities for our farmers in economic development and looking at things like food safety, but also making sure that our producers were were held in the highest regard and making sure that they had an opportunity to farm. So from there, um, I had an opportunity then to be able to work within USDA and had a five-year tenure there. Started out as state and um, state director for USDA rural development in Louisiana. Had an opportunity to work closely with Tennessee and there and, and their state director there at the time, Mr. Jim Tracy. And we did a lot of great things together and working collaboratively, like using, making sure that um, the state had opportunities for rural broadband and making sure that our water systems were in check and that our small rural communities could survive, but also for safe and affordable housing but also working directly with our producers at the time as well and making sure that our communities and our agricultural communities have the services that they need and like schools, et cetera, and make sure that that they have those services available to them. Um, so, so that was the first part of it, and it was a really great opportunity for me. Then I had an opportunity um, for promotion there at USDA and served as the um, the, the farm production and conservation um, mission area regional coordinator in which Tennessee was one of my states. Had an opportunity to work within Farm Services Agency as well as NRCS and then did some work also with risk management and really had an opportunity to work with your leaders there in Tennessee and just found the people to be just so warm and welcoming, but knew that they had so much work going on, great work going on, that Tennessee was a, was a place that I wanted to spend more time. And, and then from there, um, most recently as the director of the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. So uh, knowing that the president, as well as the secretary of agriculture at the time, had the confidence in me to be able to really go in and provide leadership and direction to um, an agency that provides so much support for the land-grant universities. And it was a great opportunity and the opportunity of a lifetime, but it really took me back to my roots and knew that I wanted to be back on the ground where the impact is and back at the land-grant university system. And Tennessee was the place. Tennessee was it. Well, that we we uh, we feel pretty biased about uh, the, the the system, the UT system here, and 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 all of the things that it touches, and all of the things that uh, that UTIA encompasses, and just your thoughts on becoming that leader of you know not only the Herbert College of Agriculture, but the, you know, the vet college, the ag research, the UT extension offices, the, the 4-H centers, all of that comes under this role at UTI. And we feel, again, we feel biased that we have one of the best land-grant university systems uh, anywhere, and now you're going to be the leader there. What, what's it like for you? Yeah, so, I mean, being the leader, one, it's a tremendous responsibility and an awesome responsibility, but 
you know, for me, what I noticed early on is, is that the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture wants to be a leading university not only in the South but throughout the country to be a top ag school, to have a top debt program. You want to be a leader in teaching and research and extension and to be able to really know that, the, that there's the support there not only from our stakeholders but also from the leadership and all the way up. Um, so, so for me to be able to come in there and to be able to see what I, I can add and to an already um, existing positive infrastructure and the human capital that's there. Um, so, you know, what I noticed is, is that early on, you know, every state has a land-grant university, no doubt, but not every land-grant university has a state like Tennessee. You have a lot of big wins. You have one of the, the largest 4-H programs in the country. Um, you also have a, an extremely um, powerful and um, an important role in, in Tennessee Farm Bureau. So the partners are there. All of the ingredients are there. And my goal is, is to be able to come in and really make the best better. And so, so I also felt that the people of Tennessee um, are really counting on the success at UCIA, um, our farmers and ranchers, but throughout the entire Tennessee countryside and our urban centers. There's a lot of positive work going on. Enrollment is, is, is strong um, within the, the Herbert College of Agriculture. We're seeing increases in extramural funding and then state investment as well throughout UTIA. So it's, it's a tremendous opportunity. There's, there's a lot of great things going on, and I want to be a part of it. Well, and one thing for sure, Dr. Castillo, as you mentioned, the, the partnership that I think that we have uh, unique in this state with our land grants, with the Commodity Associations, with the Department of Agriculture, with, you know, lending, farm lending groups like Farm Credit and our, our supply, our ag suppliers like Co-op, and, and then you throw in Farm Bureau. Uh, I, I know other states might have similar uh, partnerships, but I don't think there is a strong. And to me, that's the root of the matter here is that uh, we, we have something very special uh, in place. And, and I also you know, I said the Tennessee Department of Agriculture, but even the administration, uh, you know, now with Governor Lee and, and his efforts to, to uh, enhance rural Tennessee and to make it more prosperous, it, it just gives us uh, an even stronger opportunity, as you said, to make the best better. Uh, but to, to build on that and to have something even more special uh, as we go forward. Absolutely. I mean, what I've noticed is, is, you know, really amplifying the assets, so leveraging the expertise of the stakeholders to build a better future. With really that solid foundation around mutual respect as well as the shared vision of what success really needs to look like and, so, and, and how we're going to get there. So that, you know, that whole um, synergistic approach and really multiplying your assets, but also, again, building on those strengths. Um, you know, for me, the stakeholder piece is absolutely critical, making sure that we have that trusting relationship and that continuous communication uh, and making sure that I'm part of the stakeholder family. And that's one of the things that it really attracted me 
towards Tennessee. And so I had an opportunity the second morning of the interview and going to Tennessee Farm Bureau. And first thing was, was going downstairs in the basement, seeing all of the FFAers down there, and they were there eating breakfast and having conversations about what the future of agriculture looks like in Tennessee. And then from there, being able to meet with the, the board and all of the stakeholders and one of the questions that I was asked is, is what are the things, what's the, what's the highest priority for me? And it's really family. So it's not only my own personal family, but being part of an extended family. And I'm looking forward to that in Tennessee and being part of the Tennessee Farm Bureau family, but also all of the stakeholders that make up Tennessee agriculture. So it's, it's really, it's a really special opportunity and I could feel how special it was. Well, obviously, Dr. Steele, because we're all looking forward to you getting in place, and we know that's going to happen this summer, and uh, we're excited for you and your family. So, you, And you are bringing part of the family here to Tennessee, right? I am. I am. We just finished a, uh, a week-long tour of, uh, of universities in Tennessee, and I uh, got to travel across the state. And really want to be able to see just how beautiful Tennessee is. And with the mountains, uh, you know, coming from Louisiana, uh, you know, our, our highest point, our, our highest elevation is the levee system. <laughs> so being able to see mountains is absolutely beautiful. Being able to see the, the countryside and, and, and the diversity of agriculture and then tasting some good food along the way and, and being able to see the support. Everyone has been so welcoming. So, yeah, so it's going to be home. Uh, it's going to look a little different. Uh, the accents are a little different, and, but it, it is really, it was really special, and I'm looking forward to making Tennessee my home. Well, we're looking forward to it, too, and Dr. Kerry Castile has been our guest on Root of the Matter, and we're anticipating the, the, your start date and look forward to continuing uh, a great tradition of, of agriculture and the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture and what it means to not only our farmers but to every Tennessean. Uh, that's the importance here of what UTIA brings to the table is it's got something for every Tennessean. There's a extension office. We're blessed in all 95 counties. Not all states are able to say that, but uh, we're looking forward to your, your presence here and your leadership. Thank you so much, and I'm really fortunate to be able to follow some really, really strong leaders and that came behind, you know, behind this position and, and really set up such a strong foundation and, and strong stakeholder support. My job is, is really to be able to continue to amplify those efforts and continue to work with the stakeholders and, and continue to, to make UTIA the best uh, that it can possibly be. So thank you so much for the opportunity and for the interview today.